how sea swim can sober you up with Colm Doolan. Now, if you thought the cake gun episode, which was the last episode with a special guest, was high tech in our broom cupboard in Greystones in Ireland, we took it to the next level with Colm. This was recorded on quality equipment in a car park. Whilst we'd just met, very similar to Kate, seconds earlier, randomly two guys would meet in a car park, into the car and start talking. The windows steam up, as you can imagine. I'm sure anyone that was walking their dog that day was probably thinking, Genie Mac, that is a car to avoid. But inside the car was just beautiful wisdom being shared and imparted upon the world. It was a beautiful conversation and over that five, 10, 20 minutes, there was a real bond that formed between Colm and I. And hopefully that shines through in this ep episode. He's one of the nicest, most genuine guys you'll ever meet. He's on this adventure, this pathway to inspire people to sober living. He has a brilliant podcast himself called The Sober Mess Podcast that I urge you all to listen to. He is just chock-a-block full of wisdom for such a young man. I love this conversation. And when it was over, we packed up the kit, we went for a hike, and once again, went for a little swim in the Irish Sea. Pure bliss. All right, let's dive into this one. I know you're gonna love it. Let's do this. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. And for me, that works perfectly, right? Because I need simple things because I'm but a simple person. And I've been using Athletic Greens or AG1, as it's now known, for years and years and years, well in advance of them sponsoring the podcast, which made it so cool when they offered. I found out about Athletic Greens through some other podcasting heroes of mine, Tim Ferriss, Rongan Chatterjee, Rich Roll, all have been and are many of them promoters of AG1 because they've all used it like myself. And the reason I used it is probably for the same reasons that they did because life is difficult to maintain effective nutrition all the time. We get stressed out, we run out of time. We just don't have the capacity to eat the quality nutritional food that we would like. Therefore, for me, Athletic Greens fills that gap. AG1 fills that gap for me. It's super simple. I just fill up a glass of water. I just pour in a scoop, mix it up, drink it. I'm done. Off to an absolute flyer for the day. Now, this is controversial, I know, but I've just got into, over the last year or so, fasting. So I take a decent break between eating. So what I've done, rather than having Athletic Greens AG1, the first thing that I get up, I actually have it the first thing before I consume food. So if I've been fasting till midday, for example, or 1 p.m., the first thing I do now is have my glass of AG1 because then in my mind, the first thing that hits my body after a decent fast could be a 16, 18-hour fast at just all the goodness of AG1. That is how you start an optimal day. Okay, so what's in it? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, vinerals. What are vinerals? I don't know what vinerals are. They're probably like minerals with vitamins. Whole food sourced ingredients included a multivitamin, a multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. 
The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion and support a healthy immune system. Effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. What could be better than that? It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free and contains less than one gram of added sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals and stuff or artificial anything while keeping it tasting amazing. Join the movement of athletes, life leets, mums, dads, alcohol-free adventurers, first-timers and everyone in between taking ownership of their daily health and focusing on the nutritional products they really need in the simplest manner possible. This is like essentialism for nutrition, and I love it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy Ramage today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy Ramage to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. All right, let's do this. Right, let's do this. I bet this is the first time you've ever been asked to meet some random bloke in a car park. Sit in his car and like talk. <laughs> Does this happen often? Oh, okay. Okay, well, I thought you were looking for some sexual favour, but then when you said a podcast, I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. Bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah, bit disappointing. I have to earn a book, you know, I have yeah. to earn that money. I, like, do you know what? I, I think this is such a sort of a symbol of the world when you go alcohol free. You just oh. end up doing random stuff you'd never ever do. Like, I would never have met a random stranger in a car park and in this instance I'd listen yeah. to a podcast and I love it and I reached out to you and a bump straight away you were like yeah let's do it let's go go for, for a hike and we'll yeah. catch up and we'll do, here we are doing a podcast that stuff just wouldn't exist in Man, your life right it's so beautiful and that's what I love I don't have some communities around the 12 step program or people that aren't drinking or people in recovery or people that get in the sea or connected in nature but we all seem to just have like this connection where we get each other on a deeper level you know what I mean where people you just connect with and straight away you're having these deep honest authentic yeah. conversations like you know there's it's vulnerable you know you're talking about like anything at all you know and there's there's no there's no mask there's no actor there's no character that just wants to be liked and accepted you're just being authentic and being yourself and i love that the level of honesty and uh you know just trueness able to have conversations with people on the same level as you you know? I think that's what it is. It's so powerful. Like within our groups, it's the same thing. It's like all the fluff is gone. Mm. You know, all the sort of superficial fluff yeah. and the mask that we all wear, that's gone. So you get straight to the good stuff yeah. and you get comfortable talking about the good stuff. Like the, one of the best conversations I ever had at a dinner party, this was a couple of years ago, because most of them are pretty shy, in truth, mm. at, as in those type of conversations, because they're pretty superficial. It's a little bit school, the kids, the job. And the best conversation I ever had, I happened to sit next to a guy by fluke that also didn't drink. And I reckon three hours later, we come up for a breath and it was chatting about everything, you know, the real sort of deep, you know, conversations that took us to sort of places. And I found out things about him and I'm sure he found out things about me that I would never have particularly shared with anyone else. 
over a dinner yeah. because we were both in that mindset because we were open I think to listen at a different level and I yeah. think that's what kicks it off and that that is it man it's like because when you're around like I suppose when I was back when I was drinking around all my drinking buddies you'd be the actor you'd be the character you know you'd be on the outside you're dancing but on the inside you're depressed you know what yeah. I mean and you're constantly playing the role of oh you know did you, you know I, I played all these different characters I was the tough guy or I was the football expert or you know I was the people pleaser or I was the overly nice guy or the joker or whatever was but I was just so afraid of not being accepted and liked you know and, and no matter what was going on I'd, I'd always show up and put on face in the public you know what I mean and you'd never be honest you'd never like you'd never go up to the up to the lads and say I'll give us a point of feeling insecure will you but like yeah. even though like we're playing all these roles and then I found that after I got sober and I made I met a different circle of people and just heard the the raw honesty and that kind of sets the tone because we could sit here now and just start talking about the football or did you watch the, like, the boxing and that sets the tone to say okay that's that's okay that's what we're talking about but then we could sit here and say yeah man I kind of had a shit morning I was feeling anxious I was in my job I was comparing myself to my colleagues I didn't feel good enough you know you know, I'm having relationship problems or I feel insecure or you know I really don't like my body or I don't like how I look or you know and just get, getting real honest about stuff and being like wow you know this mm. is the this is the time we're going at and then that and then I think when you hear people like talk about that that rawness and that honesty you kind of feel somewhat like uh, you know you can connect them on a deeper level because you're get, we're talking to people who've also walked that similar path mm. you know when I started uh, when I could start then I suppose when I gave up drinking first it wasn't when I started talking to other people that I suppose stopped drinking when I was it wasn't when they described their drinking and the destructiveness of, of drinking and they talk about, you know, alcoholism and if you were to look at the last three letters in alcoholism is OSM, is I sabotage myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when people started talking about, uh, you know, not just their drinking behaviours but their, their mind, you know, when they started to talk about feeling that imposter feeling, always feeling less than, never feeling like they fitted in, always feeling like, you know, that they're trying to prove themselves or never feeling worthy or never feeling valuable or wanted or liked or approved and all these things and I was like wow I can identify with that you know it's not just it's not just me and when you when you hear someone that's kind of walked I suppose you, you, they haven't studied it in a book or watched it in a film that they actually walk that walk and you get this deeper level of connection and, and strike a rapport with someone because you know they've also walked that walk like you know mm. what I mean and it's been like wow and, and to just be understood because that was my problem my whole life I never belonged anywhere I never felt understood I I never felt like I had a connection anywhere. And I remember hearing a guy say once, you know, we felt like a black sheep his whole life, you know, and then he came into recovery and he met a herd of black sheep. Right, yeah. You know? and, and that's what I liked, that and with other black sheep. Like, and I remember hearing a guy say before, we were down with 40 foot swimming, and he's like, we're here because they're not all there, like, you know, and that's yeah. what I love, is that we're here, we're probably here having this chat now because we're not all there in terms of we're, we're kind of away from the social norms, you know what I mean, that we're able to kind of be more real and authentic because we kind of walked like different paths and I remember hearing someone say you know what's the difference between uh, being spiritual and being religious you know and being religious are people that want to go to heaven and being spiritual are people that have been to hell 
you know what I mean? And I know with my own kind of mental health and my alcoholism in the past, I was in hell. And now, sitting here on this beautiful day, looking at the, like, the colour of them trees, mm. I love this time of year, be able to go for a sea dip, having beautiful conversations. You know, I'm so grateful for these simple, basic things because I know what it's like not to be able to get out of bed and have peace of mind and not being able to go and meet someone without having a panic attack and yeah. not being able to go from A to B without needing a drink. And now I'm able to sit here free as a bird, happy, joyous and free and just connect and notice nature and just be present. Like, you know, it's a gift. It is such a gift. And you were talking about those personas that we'd put on and everyone puts up those masks. And you also said about we're here because we're not all there. I think that's so <laughs> reflective of everyone. Yeah. I think the difference is we figure it out in the struggle if you know what I mean we yeah. sort of we shed that mask shed that skin as it were and then you're, there's a, a sense of rebirth into your authentic self mm. but that's really hard isn't it and I know you mentioned about those personas there so how was that for you actually discovering who you were really were and dropping that mask did you find that difficult yeah I found it difficult because you're around uh, like you know you're around people that you're, you're afraid to be like you're afraid people to judge you and that was my thing I was so worked up in what other people taught me you know what I mean I was terrified of what people taught me and I remember my dad saying this great quote to me before you know my dad said you know Colin when you're in your 20s all you do is worry about what people think about you and then you get to 40 and you don't give a crap what people think about you but then you hit 60 and you realise no one's ever been thinking about you, you know what I mean? And that's the thing, that we're all the centre of our own universes, you know, we're all the stars of our own show. And that's the thing, we're always worrying about, well, what what do they think about me? You know, it's all about me. Like, I leave this car now and I'll be thinking, jeez, I hope I made a good impression on Andy's podcast, I hope the people like me and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not thinking, like, jeez, I hope the people like Mary down the road, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So when I got to a place where I, I, I wasn't so consumed in what people thought about me and trying to discover my own values and my own likes and my own wants and that came from just being comfortable in my own skin and spending company and spending time with Colin because I do, it was a stage where I'd, I'd spelt, I felt so low about myself that I just didn't like spend hanging out with me like I never yeah. felt comfortable in my own skin you know I had a disease because I was at a disease with myself you know what I mean I just couldn't and I do anything to avoid Colin constantly being distracted constantly being around friends constantly having to stay busy I was always burning out because I was trying to fit a week's living into an hour I was always busy and I was like a half time with friends I'd, get, I'd be working 80 hours a week you know I'd try doing running like nearly every day I do anything just to distract me from sitting with myself you know and then when I got to a place where I actually enjoyed who, who I actually enjoyed my own company I started to like who I am because I stopped putting on all them masks and when I started to feel comfortable in my own skin I started to grab it and, and find my own word I started to hang around with people that seen my worth as well yeah. because when I was really low self-esteem and low self-worth I'd be in relationships where people didn't see my worth where I was trying to constantly trying to prove my worth you know it was that anxious attachment style and avoiding attachment style and they talk about all the different attachment styles but when I got to a place where I found when I was comfortable in my own skin I no longer needed to betray this character or this actor with this intense fear of not being liked and accepted and I found that when I became comfortable in my own skin I found out my own values you know my own beliefs you know I, I remember I even used to have two playlists you know I had a playlist with like 
Swedish House Mafia and Tiesto and all this house music that I'd play when I was around the lads because my think was like oh, if they heard my playlist they think I'm really cool and yeah, I'm yeah. by a group of kids that hire it up and would think oh they all think I'm really cool yeah, like yeah. you know but then I'd have my own playlist that I'd like you know I'd be like The Doors and Pink Floyd Oasis you know and um, you know, all all this music that I the Beatles, you know, that I love to listen to. But I'd be like, oh, they probably they, they probably think there's something wrong with me if we listen to that music, you know. Terrified of what people thought of me, like, you know. And yeah. I was I was nearly paranoid, you know. I remember hearing a guy say he was so paranoid that he thought the car in front of him was following him, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, and that was the thing, just totally consumed. And that's the thing when you get to a place when you, know, I think that's true freedom when you no longer care what people think about you and just start living your own life because you realise that no one is ever thinking about. You, that you're not you're the centre of your universe and everyone else is the centre of their universes and no one's leave, spending the whole day jeez do you see what do you see what colour socks Colin was wearing yeah. today but we make so oh jeez I hope no one knows what colour socks I'm wearing you know and that's the thing when we come back to say right bring it back into the moment like no one is consumed with them thoughts and I think when you start to be yourself you 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 feel better in yourself because I think Jim Carrey has that quote you know uh, depression is essentially our avatar getting tired of playing characters that we aren't like you know what yeah. I mean and that's the thing we're constantly playing these roles you know and, and always trying to be someone else that we're not and then we get to a place where you know what I'm actually I'm actually cool I like who I am you know everyone else in this universe is taken I like who I am you know what I mean like if you you come from a football background, yeah. you know, and like say if you played up front and I, I and then you go on the pitch and start going and goal, and I'm like, what are you doing and going and goal? Like, there's already a goalie, you know, that position's already taken. You, yeah. you, your position's up front as a striker, and yet we come out and if this existence wanting to be someone else, I want to be going to Instagram, I'm going to something, and we're like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with what I have now, but if I had more, I'd be happy, or if I had the A, B, or C, you know, this grant sitting here, but if I was sitting in a Ferrari, it'd be better, you know, it's like that saying you know the guy with 50 million thinks he's poor because he's looking at the guy with 100 million you know what I mean and it's that thing that we don't reflect on all the great stuff that we have and the, and the, the greatness that we bring you know just to be able to celebrate our uniqueness you know there's no better version of me out there so when I was able to get to a place where you know be able to celebrate the uniqueness that I am in this world and not compare and you know uh, Teddy Rosenfeld has that quote, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. That we're always comparing ourselves to the next person rather than just bring it back, be you, be comfortable in your own skin, you know what I mean? And being able to, and when I, I found that I was able to like who I was, I'd start to, you know, really enjoy my own, being in my own yeah. company. And I was able to go travelling on my own, I'm able to go go for sea dips on my own, you know, I'm able to walk into places on my own and, and hell and hold my head up high. You know, there was a time I'd, I'd walk through my local town and I'd see every crack and chewing gum on the ground because I was so ashamed of myself. Yeah. For no reason, I'd just walk into a room and say, hi, I'm Colin, man, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just sorry for existing. Yeah. Whereas now you see me down walking around to an area, you know, you're going to see my Adam's up because my chin is held high. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. And I, and I like that. And, and I think when other people see that in you, you know, you, you set that ripple effect. You know what I mean? You see people that, you know, ashamed of themselves. And go, why are you so ashamed of yourself? You know, be proud of yourself. Be proud of the greatness that you bring to the world. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, I suppose, and 
I don't know where that came from, to be honest. I, I don't know where that came from, but uh, I suppose it came from just me not being afraid to be myself anymore and not being terrified of rejection or terrified of people not liking me and starting to like who I was. And that's when I could put down that mask and not yes. be the actor anymore. Like. So powerful. And then what was the sort of process to get there, you know, for people that don't know your story? Because obviously there was your relationship with alcohol and where you are now is amazing and all the things you're doing, we're going to get to that in a second. But what was some of the process? You were talking about values, you were talking about beliefs. What were some of the things that you did to make that transition? Well, I suppose for me, the most vital part of my whole story was uh, my rock bottom. You know, I've learned more from my rock bottoms than I than I ever have from the mountaintops. Yeah. You know, and I think for me, that rock bottom, and everyone's rock bottom is, is, is different and subjective. You know, and the rock bottom isn't like, oh, the homeless guy that lost his house and lost his marriage and his dog and he's on a park bench now drinking out of a paper bag. I think everyone's rock bottom is essentially where, it, it, where, where the pain of staying the same gets worse than the pain of change. And I think that's mm. rock bottom for me when the pain that was in was worse than the fear of change. And that fear of change was like, okay, this, this just doesn't work anymore. And I realized today that my rock bottom was was a gift, you know, it was a privilege, because otherwise I'd still be subtly miserable. That it never gets good enough that I, I enjoy it, but it never gets bad enough that it blows up that, and that I, I can't drink anymore. That was just this subtle misery. I, and I totally agree, I think, that's the great gift of our relationship with alcohol or whatever it is for people is that it shakes us out of that middle lane malaise do you know what i mean that that sort of life of as i call it and it shakes us to our foundations but in that process there's a chance to rise up and above and i think that's the gift and that's it man you know like any you, you, to break out with something can sometimes be a painful pr- process and people say there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone and to realise that you even see a seed pushing up through the ground you know that seed is going through intense pain to try to get up to the ground or, I was watching a Dave Attenborough documentary there a few months ago and it's like all these um, baby turtles trying to get into the sea and they're getting like the seagulls coming down the snakes yeah. but like that's man like and that's the the, the process of change that so the process of change can be painful sometimes but there's great you know there's great like our transcendence in that you know and i think if i was to look at pain like pain is, is a great motivator you know it catapults you to where you want to be like it's like say if you're away on holiday and you're walking across the sand right and that sand is so warm that you can't just stand there that sand is either going to motivate you to run to the sea or to run back to the shade because the pain of that sand mm. and that's why the pain of I suppose our alcoholism can get so bad that right, I want to do something about it and when you look back then you're like wow that, that was a gift you know that was my pain back then was a gift because I suppose it, it, it catapulted me to want to make a change in my life you know what I mean that when I hit that rock bottom then like my scars are now my attributes you know my wounds are now my wisdom you know because of that I suppose that painful period that I was like right I want change you know that you know and uh, alcohol for me when I hit my rock bottom with alcohol was like I was really fortunate that my dad was was in a 12 step program and he he kind of introduced me to, to 12 steps and you know to go into these kind of regularly get get regular get togethers of like-minded people and people being able to talk authentically and honest about I suppose their addiction but also their woes in life but also their successes and people that are authentic and when I started to hear other people's stories and be able to identify other people's experience their strength and the 
hope. I was like, wow, there, there, there is a way out of this. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I did not know any other way. I thought recovery wasn't for people like me. You know, I felt so low. So, like, the, the, the self-esteem me was so low that I didn't think I deserved change. I didn't think I deserved to get sober. But then when I heard other people's stories and where they came from, you know, and and being able to like, well, we can do this. But look, like, and again, just do it one day at a time. You know, you can stay, if you can stay sober just for today, you know, the, the, you'll have a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I remember someone saying that to me first, you know, you'll have a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I thought, well, we'll be playing for Barcelona or <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be speaking on like the Oprah Winfrey show yeah. or something like that, you know, or talking on Andy's podcast, you know, and, uh, and just like for me today, life beyond my wildest dreams. Is peace of mind and just being present and being present in nature like we are now you know looking out with them leaves yeah. that's beautiful and you know that for me is is a miracle like you know what i mean that i'm sitting here with peace of mind and i need absolutely nothing there's lots of stuff i want but they just bring back the basics that i actually need nothing that i'm so content with the simple things in life today you know and do you put that to a lot of the the community even the 12-step program did you do further self-development on the um, back of that you seem to me as someone that's really well read that's thought about this a lot spoken about this a lot clearly for your brilliant podcast we'll get to that soon and is now inspiring so many people was there anything else what were the sort of some of the steps that took you closer to, to that sort of contentment as um, it were? for me for me i think um, between going to the 12-step community you know get regularly meeting up and talking to people but also as well uh, th- therapy helped and a, a spiritual connection as well, right, you know. Yeah. And ha- so I was having a spiritual connection. So it was good, like in Ireland, right? Well, I remember as a kid, and uh, you know, the think in Ireland you think of God, you think of the Catholic Church straight yeah. away, you know. And then I remember as a kid going to church, and uh, I was sitting. My man bring me around. He was always bring me to church, and uh, on a Sunday with my brothers and sisters, and uh, I was sitting in the church, and the, the priest was up there doing his doing his testimony and uh, he says now if you if you ever rob you're gonna go to hell and I was sitting there in the church I'm just after robbing a pack of the wagon wheels and I was super value and I'm going oh no like I'm in trouble here so I grew up with this kind of very anti-religious mindset you know and uh, but it was all I always suppose had a deeper connection to something and um like when I was in trouble, I'd always make them nine 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 calls. I remember, you know, I was oh, please God get me out of this, and I promise you I'll never ever drink yeah. again. And as soon as I'm out of trouble, I'm back on the bills. And uh, then coming into recovery, I remember, uh, you know, someone saying to me, "Look, man, you can. It's a spiritual program, but if you can find your own concept, you know what I mean, whatever that may be." And I couldn't grasp that. Like yeah. I didn't. I couldn't get it. You know, because I was like, I can't. Because my picture of God was like this. It was the Catholic Church. Yeah, it was this picture, God. Yeah. It was this fella, this old man sitting up on a cloud with a long grey beard, judging me. You know, talking yeah. me and shaking his head at me. And that's what I thought it was just a shame. Like, and uh, and I couldn't get my head around the whole spiritual side of stuff. You know, and then he just said, "Look, just fake it till you make it." And I remember one morning, you know, uh, I woke up really early. I didn't wake up. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at all, and my my mind was just racing with anxiety. And I remember going for a walk down at Dunleary Pier. And Dunleary Pier, I was there, I think it was about five o'clock in the morning. And people you see and walk at Dunleary Pier at five o'clock in the morning, they're e- either in a very good place in life <laughs> or a really <laughs> difficult place. You know, yeah. it's like they're either there like really well or really unwell. And I was in the, the unwell category. And I was just walking the pier trying to clean my head and trying to, you know, because the anxiety was killing me and I said, like, I don't think I can do this, you know, because alcohol was my solution and yeah. all of a sudden that solution was gone and I had nothing, you know, that mind was just racing. 
And I remember just looking over to my right and I seen something that I never seen before. And I remember just getting this overwhelming sense of peace mm. and belonging. Wow. And what it was was the sunrise mm. coming up over the 44. And uh, I was like, where was that? Was it, is the sun always rising? Was that always there? Is the it's sun always, always there? Yeah. You know, it's out there every day. And uh, and then for the first time, I found, yeah, that's like, I found this connection with nature. And um, so that's what I found to kind of to help me to kind of fill that void was nature and, and the sea you know and it was funny actually a few weeks ago uh, well a few months ago this this lad reached out to me and was like uh have me have you know man he says i was just there stuff and fair play to you man but uh he says the seawater is making me sick and i said what 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 do you what do you mean like the seawater is making me sick I goes, I know, is this the one of your podcast? And you, you know, you, you said you replaced the drink with the sea, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not getting into the sea, man. He was, he was drinking salt water. <laughs> That's going to kill me. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, man, I found, I found, like, I, I found a connection in the, in nature. But, you know, I love, I love all spiritualities, I love all philosophies, you know, I get so yeah. much out of them all. You know, like, I love, I, I studied Buddhism for a while, you know, I love I love, I love just bits in the Bible that really stick out to me, even the Quran, Hinduism, you know. I'm open to everything. Look, I'm a yeah. big believer. We're sitting up here in Cloyne Hill. I sent you the directions on Google Map. Google Map will give you an option to walk here, to drive here, to cycle here, you know, to get public transport. There's more than one way to get to Cloyne Hill. And that's my same way with looking spiritual enlightenment. You, there's more than one way to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? You can cycle, get the bus, you can run, whatever it is. And I think that's the beautiful thing about spirituality, that it's completely, you know, subjective and personal to you. That if you, you get your own your own understanding of how you want to get there or how you get there. And it's not so much what you say or what you believe. I think it's about how you act. You know, if you can be an instrument of peace, if you can go from A to B without disturbing anyone, then in turn you're not going to be disturbed yourself. Like, you know what I mean? And just try and just, I suppose, live live as kind of with a sense of tolerance and, and patience and, and as much compassion as you can and, and, and I think that will like you know you, like you can have the big car the big house and I think it was just the Denzel Washington recently you know he was talking about like he's giving a speech at graduation and he says yes I have the big house I have all the cars I have all this stuff but he said he gets now uh, the most fulfilling thing he can do in, in, in his whole life is put someone else's needs ahead of his own and try to help be yeah, of service back, to someone yeah. else and just, just try and give back man so that, that's me thing today is I try and like just do what I can to say right what can I do to help someone else like, you know what I mean that that little that little simple thing and it gets out of your own head and it comes back to me we're talking about we're the centre of our own universe and if you think about people that are anxious they're not usually thinking about their own anxieties what about my money or what about my relationship or what do people think of me or my promotion or what does my boss think of my emails and my whatsapp my social media it's all about me self I mm. and the only way to come out of that pattern I think is to try and just think think of someone else some way somehow and could even be like sending someone a message just smiling at someone something gentle like that you know what I mean like because it's so easy to get wrapped up in judgement and envy and jealousy and bitterness and all the sort of stuff you know whereas we find that if you try and just do the next right thing and that's the most the most spiritual thing you can do is kind of just how can I help someone like in having this conversation now and there might be people listening to this that might be getting helped and if that's the case that's that's amazing like you know what I mean yeah and it's so true and I think that's part of the community whether it's alcohol free or sober community that once you're in that space 
there's a real sense of wanting to give back. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of you that, and that's where I found myself. I was like, I've been through this amazing experience. I just want to share it with someone or, yeah. or give it back to someone. I didn't yeah. even know how to do it. And that was writing the books. And we started a movement initially called One You Know Beer. And that led to all the things that I'm doing today. It led to this, this podcast. And then for you, how did that manifest? Was that through the podcast? Was that your sort of thinking behind that as a way to give back? Or was there sort of some steps that led towards no, that? Do you know what? It's actually a funny story because I remember as a few years over and uh, like that, I was chasing that materialism. You know, I was working like 80 hours a week, you know, uh, buying loads of stuff. I had, all the, had the nice jacket, the nice clothes, the nice car, but it felt so empty on the inside. Yeah. You know, I was rich on the outside and poor on the inside. And... Uh, and I just remember feeling so low and so depressed. And I was at this place where I just, I felt like I didn't have a purpose in life or a meaning in life. And just walking around not knowing, like, what else can I buy? What else can I spend? Where, what can I do to, what tangible thing can I use to fix this untangible feeling? And uh, I remember one time going down to Dundrum, the local shopping centre, just to buy more things, you yeah. know, paper over the crack. And I remember just that day meditating and kind of asking for some guidance, what, where to go, what to do, and just asking God for help. Like, And uh, I remember going down to the shop, like, so sports, and I was sitting in the shop and I said, what is my purpose here? And um, I remember getting, I said, okay, we'll get us a pair of these runners in a size 10 and handed them to your man. And uh, he walked away and I remember looking at the back of his T-shirt and it said, uh, how can we be a service? And then it just hit me. Yeah. Then I was like, "That's it." You know, how can I be a service? How can I? How can I help while I'm here in this 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 planet? You know, how can I? I suppose, but and like, how can I help someone or be a service somehow? And I think if I can somehow make this place a bit of a better place for someone else to be, either either by sharing my own my own superpowers today are, are my is my experience I find is my yeah. ability to kind of talk about my own experience with suffering with addiction with uh, my mental health with my jo- my passion for nature and you know how can I use these tools I suppose I have to help resonate and connect and strike rapport with someone else because I was one of these guys that walked from A to B never felt like I belonged anywhere never felt like I, you know, was wanted anywhere. And then being able to hear people talk about the inside of my head like I never heard it before. And for the first time getting that sense of identity and being able to, you know, strike a rapport with someone and feel that sense of belonging. And that's when I knew that, wow, this is, this is supposed to be what I'm here for. It's like, how, how can I, how can I be a service? Like, you know what I mean? And then when I seen that then, like, I thought that became, I suppose, how can I, how can I help people, you know? And then, um, and that was me. That's been been my journey since. Is that I think half of the battle is finding out what your unique attributes are, and then the other half is using them to to, to I suppose make this place a better place for people, and yeah. then just all all life forces on the planet. Like, and I feel exactly the same. That's exactly what happened to me. In a you know a different version of the same thing, just that sense of right. Actually, now there's this thing that I've experienced in life, and I just want to keep helping people to experience mm. the same thing, which is to transform their relationship with alcohol. And again, mine is more aimed in that prevention space, but ultimately, net-net, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. And that's become my life's work, my sort of meaning and passion and purpose yeah. in many ways. And that's why we're sitting here having this long, lovely conversation today. And then how did that lead towards the sort of, you know, you're a coach now as well on top of that, mm-hmm. obviously helping people back, which is a beautiful thing. Maybe we'll get into that. And then the podcast, it was like, I'm just going to do that. How did that come about? Was that one of those things that you felt the fear and you were like, 
I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm always there. Well, Van, like, I think as time went on, I'm starting to realise the things that we fear most that is where usually where the growth is. That's usually where the treasure chest is yeah. hidden. You know, that's X marks the spot. It's usually the spot that you're most afraid to, to go or to visit. And it's usually things that we're terrified of. And then when we go there, we realise, well, that's where the growth, that's where the treasure is at, like, you know? And I think the thing with the podcast, at the start of lockdown, um, I read a goals list, and one of them was to start a podcast. And, you know, I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then one day, you know, I was down to 44, and I just got chatting to this random gentleman. And, you know, I was telling him, we were talking about goals and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was telling him, well, I was actually thinking about starting a podcast. But I keep putting it off, you know. And he said to me, well, you have to ask yourself, is it going to be one day or day one? You know, I said, what? He said, is today going to be day one or is it going to be one day? And instead of saying, like, oh, one day I will, rather than just say, like, yeah. do it now, mate, today be day one. So then on the way home, uh, went home, got a, like, a, a cable out of, like, pound stretcher or, or deals, and uh, got a, like, a head, pair of headphones and a mic and went home and just started the podcast. And then, Brilliant. yeah, the, the rest was history, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it, and it's been great, man. You know, and I love just being able to have, like, these uh, type of conversations with people and just being able to go and have a chat and just talk about... Where, where you know, just be, be open and honest, you know what I mean, and just talk about where things are at, like you know, and and uh, yeah, that's a beautiful thing, man. Because you could be having these conversations, and imagine there's like just someone in the back seat going, yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah, I understand yeah. that, yeah, 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 you know, and uh, that's that's a beautiful thing, like you know, like big believer in like if we can find something that makes you creative, find something that makes brings me joy, and find something that I suppose makes me money as well, you know, if you can get them three pillars in life, you know, that's the that's the success. That is, that is the yeah. dream. That yeah. is ultimate success. And I've been in that place of that traditional success model which you described earlier, which was the house, the car, yeah. the money and like I got there and was feeling four out of ten or five out of ten, you know, unmotivated, unhappy relationship strained I was like what is the point that can't, that's not success do you know what yeah. I mean even though traditionally that's where we focus everything on success success for me is doing this yeah sitting out there looking at those woods getting fearful that we're going to get in the sea at some point and I'm going to be freezing <laughs> that's still sitting in the back of my mind but like this is joyful I feel so lucky and, and I can feel it from you that we're so lucky to be able to do these things and if it helps other people as well and all those things are starting to align then it's the dream. Like I was lucky enough to play professional football. You touched on it earlier. That was never work for me. Yeah. A job that was the greatest gift ever. And it used to frustrate me when some of the players would say, "I'll see you at work tomorrow." And I'd be like, "That's not work. How can yeah. you describe that as work?" Um, and it's the same with this. This for me has never been work. This is a vocation that helps other people, and fortunately, has got into a place that I can come and do cool stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the absolute. Just absolute dream. And I've listened to so much of the podcast and that's why I wanted to bring you on because I love it. <laughs> I love your, your honesty and your rawness and the fun that you bring to it as well, which is really important because I think like this whole space, as much as it's a serious topic and a, a serious subject, like, we've got to enjoy it and mm, bring the fun yeah. to it and celebrate being alcohol-free or sober or however you describe it because we both touched on the same thing. It's the greatest gift. Yeah. I feel it's the greatest gift and my mission in life, and it sounds like yours is too, is to inspire people to make that transition and then to help those people that need that help yeah. the most. So what next for you? You've got the podcast that's flying along. In terms of the coaching, how's that the man, the unfolding? Co the coaching's going good, you know what I mean? I'm coaching now, what, about three months and just getting to know people and getting to know clients and 
you know, it, it's beautiful, man. Because when you start to see, when people, when people, when you help, so help people realize their, you know, the, their greatness within themselves. You know, like a lot of people go, oh, I want to do an Ironman, I want to do a marathon, and then it's like, right, why do you want to do? And if you ask why a couple of times, yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? And then it just comes back to like having compassion for yourself and realizing, you know, you don't you don't change and then accept yourself you know accept yourself and then the change comes and just making people to just come back to be able to accept and appreciate themselves you know and that's where the growth is at you know what I mean you could now I don't know myself I'll forget this Ironman or this marathon you know I'll feel I'll feel the sense of worth and I'll feel the sense of fulfilment and maybe I'll set like who I am and then sit, standing at the finish line sweating going I still feel lonely. I still mm. feel empty. What well, I thought this was the answer, and maybe it's the next one. And maybe I have to get a better time. You know, where it's constantly on this forward endeavor for the next thing that's gonna fill the void and fix me. Like you know, and it just came that back to like again learning to like and accept myself. You know what I mean? That no tangible thing is gonna fix. Like it's it's an inside job. You know, it's like the the smoke coming out of the engine. So you go get the bring the car for the car wash. Like you know what I mean? Or I remember hearing a lady describe it before. You know, she felt like Brown Thomas on the outside and Tesco on the inside. Like you know, and, <laughs> and Brown Thomas being like Harrods, I guess. For, yeah, you know, the UK. Yeah, yeah. So just just realizing letting people kind of realize that the greatness that they bring to the world. You know what I mean? And it could be the the simplest of things. It's just and that's why I think gratitude is massive. And yeah, you know, I was always thought look a, a great a grateful, a grateful alcoholic will never drink, you know what I mean? Or if you want to say, you know, where you want to kind of make that more accessible to your listeners, it doesn't have to be alcoholic, but I just find for me that, you know, if I have gratitude, I suppose, is the staple food of my life today. Okay. It's the main part of my life, you know, waking up and realising the great things we have, you know, because I used to go to bed at night saying, I want, I want, I want, I want the big house, I want the money, you know, mm. I want the car, you know, I want this, that, and the other. And I'd, I'd never, you know, I feel I was empty because I was always wanting. Whereas never go to bed at night saying, I have, you know, I have a lovely bed to sleep in, I have a fridge full of food, I have a lovely family, you know, I have my health, I have my mental health, you know, and, and because of that changing, like if you change Wayne Doyle has that quote you know if you change the way you look at things things you look at change you know and just the ability to look at life in a, in a different in a different light with a different pair of glasses on and realise the greatness that's all around us like you know what I mean because I've been I've dr driven through the most beautiful places in the nicest cars and still felt less than you know what I mean? Whereas now today, you know, I can I can cycle through and and it the place and just be present and just be able to accept it, you know. And I think that's a gift to just be be accept just be to be present and be in the moment and, and like here we are, man, you know, and that's yeah. and if if it's the one thing I could give to anyone, it's just to be kinder to yourself and have more compassion for yourself, you know what I mean? Anyone you talk to, they're just they're whipping themselves and I remember uh, I remember a lady saying to me, you know, it was about, it was about, uh, it was only a few weeks over, and uh, I left. I remember leaving a twelve step meeting. I mean, like I can't do this. And this lady ran down and asked me, "Look, look, Column, we'll love you until you learn to love yourself. And if you're going to whip yourself, whip yourself with a feather." You know what I mean? And that's mm. that we're just way too hard on ourselves and we, we have this like perfectionism and this inner critic and like but and even if you go on, I feel sorry for kids nowadays, you know, when I was growing up in my day I only had Bebo, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. as kids now, you know, social media, you know, Instagram and like and uh, Facebook and all these things that we're trying to reach this perfect 
self, you know, the ideal self that is just, you know, it's, we're setting the bar, we go on and like perfect is the new mediocre, perfect is the new average, you know, perfect is the new good, you know, it's like we, we can't accept ourselves because we're trying to set the bar way too high, you do 5k in 5 minutes or we'll, we'll merely down the road on it in 3 minutes and, you know, we're always comparing, like Instagram has a great ability to tell you you're losing even when you're winning, like, you know yeah. what I mean, and, but at the same time it can be a great tool for yeah. like spreading positivity and I suppose for, um, connecting and being social but I think if you use it as a thing of for comparison or your sense of identity you know I think that can lead to negative mental health totally agree totally agree and that gratitude that you mentioned I think is so important mm -hmm. isn't it to bring that to play to, to boost that positivity to learn to feel that you are enough I think that's a lot of what we end up doing is rebuilding ourselves up yeah. to sort of love ourselves again to trust ourselves again to be present again. And then when you start to connect with all those different things, like you said, Dwayne uh, Dwyer quote, you just see the world differently. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. So what we'll do is we'll wrap it up there because I want to go for a walk and I want to get that in and go for a swim. We'll call this part one. Right, right. Because there's one. loads more to talk about. I want right. to get into your Ironmans and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Where can people find you, follow uh, you? So sober Mess, uh, Sober Mess on Instagram, Colin Doolin, and In The Sea at the 44. Love it. Long for me. Right. <laughs> in the office. In the, yeah, exactly. So let's wrap it up there. We're going to go for a little walk, maybe a swim. Yeah, yeah. maybe a swim. We are getting a swim, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we are. Bring, we're bring, them, bring them woolly speedos. <laughs> bring the woolly speedos. Right, yeah. You will hear the screams from here. All right, my man. Brilliant. <laughs> Lovely, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! I hope you enjoyed this episode and to show the podcast some love, please subscribe and download. And if you could tell just one more person about the podcast, that would be amazing. And don't forget, I'm live every single weekday around 7 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to come and interact live, ask me questions, I'll be sharing my best wisdom at 7 a.m. every weekday live, Facebook and Instagram at Andy Ramage Official. And also don't forget, if you want to train with me to become a world-class coach, go to andyramage.com courses. And if you want to train with me to develop yourself, also check out the courses. It's all there, andyramage.com. Also, when you go to andyramage.com, you can sign up to my newsletter there, get all the updates on the latest and greatest courses, get my weekly roundup of things that you might find inspirational, aspirational, and motivational. In my weekly newsletter, you can sign up at andyramage.com. Finally, thank you to my sponsors of the podcast, Athletic Greens, for all their wonderful support, and to the brilliant Matt McCormick for producing the show. All right, hopefully I'll see you back here very soon. Let's do this.